Hi, um, I'm Gavin Giovanoni. I'm professor of neurology at Bass in the London, and I'm doing a short MSLV podcast uh, after uh, coming back from the MS conference uh, earlier this week, the MS Trust conference earlier this week. Um, the title says everything. I was chastised for discussing the real MS, which I will go to in more detail. Um, the first activity I, I did there was I uh, ran a MDT, which stands, I ran a seminar on MDTs, which stands for multidisciplinary uh, team meetings. Um, and then I did a second session, which is a plenary session on smoldering MS. And I've actually put a link into the newsletter, should be in the email. <clears throat> so you can download my slides if you want to uh, download them. I think the MDT session went very well. Uh, our neuroscience pharmacist from Bart's Health, uh, Jola Matthews, joined me, and we, uh, you know, had a little discussion, uh, and we had quite a bit of interaction about uh, MDTs. I think the overall opinion, though, was we shouldn't be using the term multidisciplinary team uh, to describe what I was describing, which was around disease-modifying therapy. Uh, somebody mentioned that we should be calling that a multi-decision-making meeting. In other words, there are multiple decision-makers, but the, the output was one decision around disease-modifying therapy, and they felt the term MDT should be uh, reserved uh, for meetings where we discuss the care of people multiple sclerosis with complex needs. In other words, uh, the old use of MDT where you had neurologists, the various therapists, nurses, continence advisors, palliative care teams, community workers, psychologists, dietitians, social workers, whatever is needed in the room uh, to discuss managing uh, people with complex uh, uh, needs. So um, I like this concept of changing it to an MDM rather than an MDT because it actually captures what we're trying to do. In other words, come to a group decision about the best disease-modifying therapy or class of mod uh, modif disease-modifying therapies an individual patient should get on. On to maybe you have opinion about this. Do you prefer the term MDM or MDT? <laughs> um, the smoldering MS talk, which was uh, my final, which was in the final plenary session, I think went down rather less well, uh, or even poorly. Uh, uh, first of all, it happened in the graveyard session. It was in the Tuesday afternoon, the close of just before the close of the meeting. Uh, and most delegates had already departed, so the uh, the numbers of people staying to listen to my talk were very small. And then at the end of the talk, I was grilled by one of the delegates, I think she was an MS clinical nurse specialist, about the term smoldering MS. She said she, she, her and her team didn't like it, and they also thought that the concept of smoldering MS challenged uh, and undid a lot of... Uh, um, positive information and positive outcomes that had emerged over the, over the last few decades uh, around the treatment of MS. Um, and I think she was making the point that by downplaying the importance of suppressing relapse of MRI activity and focusing on smoldering negative MS is, is harmful to patients and conveys a very negative picture of MS. Uh, and I uh, would like your opinion if you agree with her or not. My argument would be uh, that, yes, decades of MS dogma is that uh, science 
should win the should win the day. In other words, whatever new knowledge comes out should win, uh, and we should talk about it. And if the decades of MS dogma are wrong, ignoring new data in, insights won't make the incorrect dogma right. And this is how science works. So I'd urge you to read Thomas Kuhn's um, famous book now called The uh, Structure of Scientific Revolutions. And in this book, uh, Thomas Kuhn argues that science and knowledge don't develop by accumulating accepted facts and theories, but, but it works by episodic models in which periods of conceptual continuity, okay, which is the current dogma, are interrupted by periods of re revolutionary science. And that the discovery of anomalies and inconsistencies um, in the previous model or the previous knowledge uh, leads to these uh, revolutions and leads to a new paradigm about MS. <clears throat> and uh, this paradigm questions the old data and provides a new direction for future research. And I think we are in a period of time where we're having a paradigm uh, shift in that the smoldering uh, MS, which I think is the real MS, is what we should be focusing on. And then the previous paradigm which was mainly focused on relapses and MRI activity will will change <clears throat> I don't say I mean I made a point I didn't invent this concept I mean uh, Professor George Ebers from London Ontario had been making these arguments uh, to the MS community in the uh, mid to late 90s and we ignored him you know we did you know he kept saying relapses aren't MS MRI activity is not MS they put they don't predict long-term outcomes long-term outcomes is what ms does we should be thinking differently um, but we ignored him and i think now that we've got uh, new data emerging that is consistent with that hypothesis we shouldn't uh, remain in the old paradigm we should move to the new paradigm i also don't think we should be treating people with with multiple sclerosis like idiots you know they are adults they should be adults in the room I, and i tend not to pull my punches and I think people with multiple sclerosis deserve to know the truth about their disease and what's happening on the research front. They don't want to have the wool pulled over their eyes. And telling someone who with MS who complains of getting worse, uh, despite their MS being stable from an MRI and relapse perspective, is a form of medical gaslighting. We can't do that anymore. You know, we have to have a a story or a narrative to explain to them why they're getting worse despite not having focal inflammatory events. And so this is why um, I've been pushing this concept of smoldering MS for a while. And it also means that we will shift our focus in terms of our new therapeutics in the future. You know, we are, we're going to have to develop uh, therapeutic agents that are CNS penetrant targeting the processes prior to smoldering disease. Otherwise, we're going to leave people with undertreated MS, uh, you know, free of activity but getting worse, and that's not what we want. Uh, and we have to try and improve MS outcomes uh, and quality of life. And I um, and I think the MS community is getting behind this concept of smoldering MS. You can't go to a meeting now without hearing about it. And the pharmaceutical industry are developing new classes of therapies to tackle smoldering MS. And the class that's closest to being licensed are the BTK inhibitors. There are five and potentially six development programs, six agents okay, in this class. And the reason why this class of therapy is so interesting is because it not only tackles B cells, but also tackles microglia, the hot microglial hypothesis. And there's been some preliminary data showing that it actually does impact on smoldering pathology. Uh, Evobrutinib, which is the furthest in development, um, has been shown to slow down the expansion of these so-called slowly expanding lesions.
We in our own group are testing a different strategy. We're using a, a proteasome inhibitor, and this is a drug um, that has been repurposed from myeloma in the oncology field, which tackles plasma cells because we think the plasma cells within the brain and spinal cord of people with MS is part of the smoldering pathology. And I also don't think we need to be negative. We could actually say, look, we've got, you know, we made these big advances in in stopping relapses and stopping focal MRI activity, and that does have an impact on disability. There's no doubt by doing that. But to go beyond that and to target the end organ, we need to actually develop new therapies. Uh, and there are also things we can do that exacerbate smoldering pathology. And so this is why we should uh, talk to patients about the current trials that are happening, uh, targeting smoldering MS. People may be eligible for it. So if you don't tell them about smoldering MS, they may not be, they won't go into trials. And then there's also all the non-MS things, the brain health uh, arm uh, that can be adopted by people with the disease to try and uh, slow down the smoldering disease. So the lifestyle factors, exercise, diet, sleep, smoking, comorbidities, recurrent infections, <clears throat> certain medications, uh, social determinants of health, anti-aging strategies, and adoption of wellness practice. So there's lots that can be done, and I think the average person with the disease needs to be told about these. Not the average. I think every person with MS should be told that there are, there are things they can do themselves to tackle smoldering MS. Um, and, you know, why wouldn't you want to tell them this? <coughs> um, so I think we need to be up, upbeat and celebrate the gains we have made, but talk about the, the new frontier. I suppose the other thing I wanted to discuss is that we launched our MS Selfie microsites. I just want to say a big thank you to all of those of you who have become paying subscribers or made donations. Your money has going to be well spent. Um, and there's a picture on the in the email or on the uh, Substack site of Sharon and uh, Ruth. Sharon is our web designer and Ruth is the medical writer who've uh, spent the last the 12 months putting together the microsite. It's not complete. It will, I don't think it'll ever be complete because as new knowledge comes about, it'll be updated. But we've got at least um, a big chunk of the initial content written and I will continue to write content and it'll be populated over time. So you can actually now go to the uh, microsite. There's a link uh, on the Substack site and I put it in the email. It will take you to it and you can play around with it and give us some feedback. We, we didn't just do this. We co-designed it. We've had a lot of feedback from people belonging to Shift MS and some of our uh, um, uh, Boss MS advisory group uh, went on. And so we've had a lot of feedback and, and advice about how to develop it. Um, so give it a go. Uh, and uh, uh, please, if you do think this is worth supporting and you can afford it, I don't want people who can't afford uh, to pay for a, a subscription to subscribe. It's only if you you think it's worth it and you can subscribe. The more subscribers we have, the more innovation we can generate. So, you know, things that are going to come are the info cards um, that will be available to people in clinic to choose DMTs. I want uh, we will uh, once the website the microsite is complete, we will be launching the uh, MS Selfie course to, uh, you know, help people go through various modules to learn about multiple sclerosis. This is mainly going to be targeting uh, initially 
recently diagnosed patients, but later on we will be talking about people with intermediate advanced disease. And then uh, later on when everything matures, we will almost certainly be producing a self-help uh, guidebook uh, as well. So people can actually have this in a print edition. And the design of that I'll come back to you on because we think we're going to make it into an, uh, you know, like an A4 folder size uh, with a lever arch file so you can actually insert your own information. You can put your own correspondence in there. We have lots of blank spaces, wide margins, so you can write in and, and you know, hack, hack the book. You know, I kind of think, you know, if you think of it like a file effects where you will have seg sections depending on uh, what type of MS you have. You can take stuff out, leave it in, so you personalize it um, and it becomes a self-management guide or toolkit, you know, for individuals with the disease. So that's to come in the future. Anyway, read the uh, email, read the, what's online, and uh, if you have any questions, please ask. I'll try and respond to them. I am going away on a holiday for over the Easter period, so I may not be that responsive. Um, but also, if you can uh, have any comments, please feel free to make comments as well. And I, let's, let's hope this generates a lot of discussion. Enjoy.